0: Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When the Enterprise discovers a planet devoid of life, they must unravel the mystery of the missing people. But the weapons of the past threaten the away team and the Enterprise, as the exploration turns deadly.
1: From April 9th, 1989, it's Season 1, Episode 20, Arsenal of Freedom, or... Did somebody leave this thing running? Is this still on? <laughs> just just pull the cord. Just unplug <laughs> it.
0: Uh, if only it were that simple. I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we are the Meh Generation. They looked like um, retail edge. scanners.
1: Oh <laughs> man, I was gonna—I was gonna go with a very specific brand of uh, sex toy, but you know what? <laughs> Your thing is right too.
0: Well, I don't even know what kind of sex toy you're speaking of, and I'm—my interest is piqued. <laughs> Oh, my God. Why do you have one of those? (laughs) For my library, Dan.
1: Barcoded library. Well, I
0: mean, most of the books are barcoded themselves, and then I just use it to record them into my database. (laughs) Nobody cares. Okay. Anyway.
1: (laughs) I didn't think I could love you more, (laughs) Karen. I'm so horny for your brain right now. Well, thank
0: you. I'm I'm glad. That's that's what I want, is people to be horny for my brain. And maybe my voice. I should probably do the thing. On Stardate 41798.2, the Enterprise has been sent to the Lorenz cluster to search for the USS Drake after it up and disappeared while surveying the planet Minos. Many years ago, Minos became wealthy by selling weapons. When the ship reaches the planet, they are met by a recorded holographic figure, one of my favorite character actors, Vincent Schiavelli, advertising the arsenal of freedom, which invites the crew to the surface. Riker, Data, and Yar beam down to the surface to investigate. Riker is met by Captain Rice of the Drake, an old friend. And because of that, he is determined to be an electronic fraud. And uh, Riker feeds him oh, false oh. Information. Information. After further questions, the captain disappears and reveals a floating sentry probe, which fires a stasis beam around Riker before Data and Yar can destroy it. Since the Enterprise can't beam through stasis beams, apparently, <laughs> Captain Picard and Dr. Crusher travel to the surface, and Geordi is left in command. As Picard and Crusher attempt to free Riker, another sentry probe appears and fires on them. Picard and Russia are separated from Data and Yar in a skirmish and fall into a pit. (laughs) Because you do. (laughs) Severely injuring injuring Crusher. (laughs) Meanwhile, Data and Yar discover that the second probe is more powerful than the first and requires their combined powers to destroy it. While Picard tends to Crusher's injuries... Wink. Data manages to release Riker from the stasis field. Riker, Yar, and Data are again attacked with the new probe. And it's showing to be even more powerful. (sighs) And Data deduces brilliantly that each of the probes learn from the previous probe's experiences and adapt to become stronger. And the next probe might be unbeatable. And Jesus Christ! Meanwhile... The Enterprise is fired upon a cloaked attacker, and each subsequent attack is stronger than the last, straining the ship's shields. Chief Engineer, Lieutenant Logan... Apparently, you just have to be a lieutenant to be a chief engineer. That sounds like a bad idea. Maybe it's one of those move-up positions. I don't know, but... Anyway, Lieutenant Logan goes to the bridge and is a total fucking asshole, saying that he outranks Geordi and should be in command of the ship but LaForge refuses saying that he lacks the authority to remove him and orders him to return to engineering as the attack continues LaForge recalls Logan to the bridge and orders the saucer to separate leaving Logan in charge of the saucer and taking command of the star drive section from the battle bridge. Still underground, Picard discovers discovers a computer terminal, which he activates, causing a hologram of the salesman to appear and explain that they are witnessing a demonstration of an intelligent weapon system, which is able to upgrade in response to any enemy threat. Picard deduces, using using shiny-headed rhetoric, that the Minosans and the Drakes were destroyed by the very weapons they created. Poor bastards. He unsuccessfully attempts to coerce the hologram to end the demonstration. Data is able to locate Picard, leaps down 30 meters, and determines that while the sentries could be set to destroy their own power source, the resulting explosion would probably take the whole area, including the away team, out. Picard finally tells the salesman he will buy the system, which makes him disappear and it makes everything else shut down. Meanwhile, LaForge uses the planet's atmosphere to locate the spaceborne probe and destroys it. The away team returns to the star drive section, where Picard allows LaForge to stay in command until they rendezvous with Sasha's section, remarking that he left him with the ship intact and would like it returned in the same condition. <sighs> Cheeky. And so ends The Arsenal of Freedom. <laughs> wow. Woo. <laughs> Woof.
1: There was a lot going on there in was. this one. We had th- three true plots there. Truly. An A, B, and a we C. We
0: Mhm. At some point we might get a D plot. Every Wink.
1: single one of which, Aha oh man, you beat me to it. I said every single one of which almost led to a D plot.
0: I'm sorry. I should have seen it coming. I just,
1: the look on Riker's face and the way when he's freed from his stasis thing, and he just goes, Data! Hot. Oh, he's all about that android mm-hmm. ass.
0: And he is fully functional. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um,. It's it's a really strong episode. I really had a great time. I'd forgotten about this one, honestly. Um but yeah,
1: strong is the best way to describe it. It is really solid. Moves along at a great pace. Pace escalates well. Um and especially the the Jordi plot. That worked that worked really well. I like that one Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely.
0: I mean, he is so good at his job. And Diana was actually useful as a counselor.
1: <laughs> yeah, she counseled. I was like, hey, now tell him to take this aptitude test and you'll decide which position in Starfleet he'd be best for. <laughs>
0: uh, it involves a lot of clicky types, the tests, too.
1: <laughs> so many. And then he's got to solve the digital Rubik's cube. I mean, right? it's the hardest one. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite shtick about this episode, Cameron? <laughs>
0: I actually really, I love the, uh, the developing romance plot. I mean, it's just always been one of my favorites where one of the two is gravely injured and the other has to nurse them back to health and it involves a lot of touchy feely and genuine stress and emotion and just deep connection. And I always love that trope, no matter where I see it Mm -hmm. from Peter Pan all the way to Star Trek, the next generation. You know, when they actually accidentally shoot Wendy in the chest with an arrow, because kids.
1: (laughs) When Wendy's horribly, horribly (laughs) disfigured, and Peter has to do emergency surgery, taking skin grafts from all the different Lost Boys until they put her back together like some horrifying (laughs) Raggedy Ann doll. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's Rob Zombie's version of Peter Pan. That is Rob Zombie's version of Peter Pan. (laughs) which I would watch the yeah, shit out of.
0: Me too. Um, <laughs> I think that was my favorite shtick, but I also loved seeing Jordy do an excellent job of being in command. I loved the shtick of having a sassy officer trying to be like, no, no, I, I'll do this better. You, you need to step down. Give it a back. Give it mm-hmm. a back. And Yeah. And also, data, every time data jumps into a hole, it brings me joy.
1: <laughs> i I do love data's willingness to just leap into a hole, which honestly, how was that hole so hard for them to find? I don't know. <laughs> we'll get Ca- there. <laughs>
0: Captain, We're down <laughs> here. Where? <laughs> Where? I'm
1: not picking them up on my instruments. Do you hear a, a voice? That's interference. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're coming from over there. I don't have anything on my scanner here, Riker. You are welcome to try. <laughs> if they're not on the tricorder, I can see them. They're down in that hole. They're, they're there. What hole?
0: My scanner isn't showing a single yeah, fucking right? hole, Riker. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Except yours. Um.
1: Wah, wah.
0: <laughs> we just keep going downhill. <laughs> any class and sophistication we once had is now gone by the wayside
1: just like how star trek used to be good but then they did discovery and it's, it's not good <laughs> oh damn it's not even it's not even star trek cameron it's not even star trek You should just call it something else cuz no it's not even yeah, star I trek yeah <laughs> man babies <laughs> I thought that this episode did a really nice job of showing how fucked up these situations mm-hmm. can get and how quickly that can happen. Um, I enjoyed Jordy's command decisions and his prowess. I loved how he separated the saucer from the the tail section, the engineering section. What do we call it? The, 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 the neck. The neck and the feet. <laughs> <laughs> The body of the Sphinx. That's how I always think of it. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah, it's the saucer section and the Sphinx section. All right. So uh, flying back in there with that, like you know, space rocking horse. (laughs) That is the just the tail section. Um, uh, His his tactics and strategy of trying to use the burning up in the atmosphere as a way to detect the ship. Very clever. Good tactics. Uh, I enjoyed seeing. Data and Yar work together, clearly having gotten past the awkwardness that is their thirsty ass interactions earlier. <laughs> and walk of shame. <laughs> hmm. Um. I also enjoyed the fact that Wesley wasn't in this episode. <laughs> oh God!
0: Um, <laughs> poor Wesley. Poor
1: Wesley. Well, I didn't miss him. I didn't miss him. But I also, I thought that while Picard going down seemed rash and unjustified, sorry, going down to the surface of the planet. Picard going down is always a calculated decision. (laughs) Um, Always. (laughs) Uh, I still enjoyed what I got out of it. Like, it seemed like a bad call, but I enjoyed the story that resulted from it enough that I didn't get too hung up on his poor decision. Um, I also like the planet trying to trick them and the salesman interface that they just had to agree to buy in order to solve the problem. So again, capitalism (laughs) saves the day.
0: Uh, I enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Damn it. Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) But um, yeah, no. I mean, there was also like some kind of ridiculous and bad stuff that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> like the face that uh, the face that Riker makes when he's taken out of the stasis field is one, but also just the absurd way that Beverly falls in order to take Picard <laughs> with her. <Yep. laughs> it's like she loses her balance turns around 180 degrees, does a couple more arm circles, and then grabs Picard. It's like watching a Looney Tune <laughs> fall down. It's it, amazing. It <laughs> I want it as a gif over and over again, just just Beverly Crusher falling. Whoa, 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 whoa. She might as well have had roller skates on.
0: (laughs) Do you have a case of the Mondays?
1: Uh, But my number one favorite um, faux pas or poor production issue was when they're attacked by the drone um, and Data throws Tasha Yar to safety. And they do a rough cut to a very obvious stunt double in a really bad wig, throwing another stunt double in an equally bad (laughs) wig. And then Riker gently stepping down over the rock to take a shot at the drone. (laughs) the cut is so jarring and these stunt people are so so obviously stunt people and not covered well that i audibly guffawed (laughs) i was not prepared i was like whoa data all of a sudden it's like he saw a ghost because his hair just went straight up
0: (laughs) oh shit yep no i agree that was this early C- be early TNG. They just <laughs> they were just trying to get by.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's when it that's when it feels like Star Trek to me uh, is yes. when they have combat and it's rough. I'm like, ah, yes, there's that original sp- that original series gumption that's shining through that that fisty heart. clubs and all. Mm-hmm. Ah, fisty clubs. God, that's what I, you know, I bet Riker would throw a hell of a fisty club
0: and a fisty party.
1: Just lock those fingers. Yeah. Well,
0: I, you know, he does that. <laughs> Damn skippy. Um, what else did you left Dan?
1: Uh, I think that covers it pretty well. Um, I enjoyed watching the drones get a little bit smarter each time and the rough special effects were not too bad um jordy's was definitely my favorite storyline and i liked him kind of being a nice mentor figure to the random officers on the bridge who i'm sure we will never see again <laughs> <Yep>. um let <laughs> I mean, correct me if i'm wrong but <laughs> you're not uh no, they were good props for him to feel like a real leader and to then get some feedback and idea of what uh, <laughs> I was kind of hoping when Diana was like, they need encouragement. They need you to um, – sorry, Deanna, not Diana. I caught it myself that time. I'm I'm learning. When Deanna um, is like – They need encouragement. They need to hear that they're doing a good job, you know, positive reinforcement, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was, it was fun to see him be like, just like Picard does with me. Um, I was kind of hoping he'd go, okay, I'm gonna treat them exactly like Picard treats me. And if he came back in and came up behind one of them and started giving them an unsolicited shoulder rub, Uh, it's like whispers in their ear, you're doing a great job champ, in like a perfect Patrick Stewart voice. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he always encourages me. (laughs) No, no, do not do that. In fact, you should probably tell a a supervisor about that behavior. I outrank you, tell me. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about that. What else? How else does uh does Captain Picard encourage you there, Jordy? <laughs> oh, our one-on-one sessions of the holodeck. <laughs> really? Uh, interesting. I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but it wasn't all LaForge in charge, was no, it, Cameron? No, it was not. What? W- what about this episode just pissed you off, made you irrationally angry, made you watch a punch a baby? <laughs>
0: Doesn't take much, Dan.
1: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Cameron Faring, notorious baby yep. puncher.
0: Fuck the human race. Um, <laughs> where was I? Sorry, I was about to go on a tirade. Mm. I, uh, I hated that they changed the plot at the last minute and we didn't get any any glimpse of true feelings being revealed between Picard and Crusher. What? Yep. They were
1: going to give us a big moment before?
0: They were. (gasps) And Gene cut it right before he was fired.
1: (laughs) Why? Why did he cut Um, it?
0: He said that, you know, I mean, his point was good that, you know, she needs to be more than just a uh, love interest. But then the producer who fired him said, and you care nothing about character development and cited this episode as incident for that. But it was originally supposed Mm. to be the opposite where Picard did the whoa, whoa, and dragged Crusher down with him. And then he reveals his true feelings for her right as he's about to, you know, pass into the great beyond and then she is able to bring it back and then we have to deal with that, but it didn't happen that way. And I mean, I did oh, enjoy man. the fact that, you know, Crusher proved what a brilliant doctor she was by doctoring herself through an incompetent, but eager <laughs> captain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's the main thing. Also, apparently the, uh, cave that they were in was infested with fleas so that was oh god fun right well
1: Dr. Crusher joins a long tradition of women who have to patiently coach a man to do something they could do themselves if it weren't for uh, circumstances
0: (laughs) yep it's true lord so true Hmm.
1: yeah it did feel like that makes a lot of sense now because it that was one of my notes was it did feel like that whole exchange was building towards something besides just like, well, now I know a, a fun anecdote about her grandmother. Can't wait to casually bring that up in the mess hall, and other people will be like, What? And Nog be like, Oh, uh, did you not know that about her? I guess her and I have a special relationship. I know more about her than you. We're better friends than you are. Tee hee hee, I'm Picard.
0: <laughs> or something like that. I-
1: I call that friendship ammunition.
0: (laughs) I love friendship ammunition. The other thing that I hated is super nerdy.
1: Oh, do it.
0: I hope it's the same thing as, as mine. I hated the very idea of the Drake, that its maximum speed was warp three. What the fuck are you even doing with a ship like that? That's useless. That is absolutely useless in the 24th century. I mean... It sounds like a It would take twenty six years for it to get anywhere. <laughs> it's like it's so just
1: like a local patrol vessel. That explains why Riker didn't take the assignment. He was like, "Warp three. I've already outgrown my tricycle, sir."
0: <laughs> it does actually, but still, it's like Jesus Christ. The shuttlecrafts can go faster than that most of the time. Uh, anyway, seriously.
1: Huh. My big technical complaint was the fact that they're diving into the atmosphere. The hull has reached over 300 and, sorry, three hundred, sorry, 3,300 degrees, and then as soon as they blow up the other ship, they're like, great, we're fine. Lower the shields. Beam them up. I'm like, you're still on fire. You're still actively burning in the atmosphere. Okay, take down the shields. Oh, shit. And then they just erupt into flames. That's what should have happened, is Jordy was like, good job, LaForge. You saved the day, take down the shields. Uh, but the La forge, <laughs> take down the shields, and then they all just burn to
0: a crisp. Suddenly, it's barbecue time. <laughs> hmm. Tastes like Starfleet chicken. Mm hmm. The other, other white meat. Um. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry.
1: Also, I found the the whole connection to Captain Paul Rice just unnecessary. The whole personal connection to the ship gave us a chance for a really thinly veiled reveal that lasted five seconds, if that. Like, there was no need to have Riker have some personal connection. It didn't add stakes. It didn't add any actual misdirection. It was just like, oh, that feels like a... A necessary throwaway of like all right, someone's gotta have a connection here. Can't be Yar because of her tragic backstory. She doesn't know anyone who's not a rapist monster. So can't be data, because he's only been alive for a couple of years. Uh Riker. Riker knew the guy. Uh yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: Keep it, keep it.
1: Yeah. Additionally, I I just find it hard to believe that an entire ship was vaporized destroyed just gone there's no trace of the drake and uh they just decide well there's only one thing to do and that's to send the cap let the captain go down now that shit's gone sideways in a place where another ship was completely wiped out of existence (laughs) What could possibly go wrong?
0: (laughs) But somehow they managed to acquire the shape of the captain. Somehow. They vaporized the ship, but were able to see what the captain looked like and do just enough research to be convincing.
1: Just enough. They were like, quick, name everyone you went to Starfleet Academy with. (laughs) Uh, Okay, start in the R's. It'll go faster. (laughs) (laughs)
0: rojan
1: oh man it's been a minute
0: oh (laughs) rojan god damn it (laughs) rojan
1: what you doing hanging out there with that with that commander commander paul rice i told you he's no good boy (laughs)
0: Just the idea of.
1: His ship can only go warp three. I can go faster than that on my nacelle bike. <laughs> vroom, vroom.
0: Oh, shit. Just the idea of Rojan trying to get into Starfleet Academy is truly spectacular, especially after the intensity that we have seen in the testing. But, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't want to hear it. Tomar's the only one who can do that there light Rubik's Cube. So we're going to place all our bets on him, son. I can't afford the entrance fee twice. <laughs> Daddy, there's no entrance fee. This is a utopian society. What'd you say to me, boy? <laughs> don't you back talk me about the nature of our economy in a post-scarcity world. <laughs>
0: so good still one of my favorite bits you, okay you
1: keep smarting <laughs> off like that i'm gonna whop you one upside the head with my tricorder
0: but daddy we don't have a tricorder
1: you're right we have a quad quarter it's a new one
0: just came out mm-hmm. also daddy aren't you like 116 years old now
1: don't you come after me about continuity boy <laughs> It's Lucid Fest. Ask me about the animated series, and we could talk about continuity. <laughs> you want to talk about canon? Shoot.
0: <laughs> Shit. Always. I always want to talk. Tomar's
1: over here talking about the Abrams universe, and I'm like, what in the Sam hell? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, in the Abrams universe, they probably haven't even been discovered. Rojan and Tomar, and oh no, what is her name? Damn it. Couldn't tell you. (laughs) I'm such a bad fan sometimes. I'm such a bad fan. It's fine. I've apparently somehow picked up your memory loss.
1: What episode were they even from? I don't remember now.
0: (laughs) It was called... By any other name. Ah, yes. (laughs) He was Kelvin. Kelvin. From the Kelvin Empire. He's probably still on that ship headed back to his people. Kalinda. <laughs> that was her name. <laughs> Rojan, Tomar, Kalinda. Good times. Good times. Okay. I think we should probably talk about what they were talking about. We should. Don't you think, Dan? Work on your best sales pitch. (laughs) Uh, It Depends on what kind of pitch we're talking about.
1: If you need a little something special, be it for one target or multiple targets... Multiple, that's how multiple. I say that word now, I guess. If you need a little something special, be it for one target or multiple targets, we got it. You'll see it here on Minos, where we live by the motto peace through superior firepower. <laughs> what a train wreck
0: that line read was! I mean, I liked it, it was very genuine. <laughs> Tell me about your ship, Riker. It's the Enterprise, isn't it? No.
1: The name of my ship is the Lollipop. I have no knowledge of that ship. It's just been commissioned. It's a good (laughs) ship. (laughs) The good (laughs) ship Lollipop. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's too bad I hate Shirley Temple. Um.
1: Oh, my God, Cameron. (laughs) Even when she was a UN Goodwill ambassador? I, mean, I don't
0: hate her as a person. I just hate her acting career. Ah, yes. More success by the time
1: she was 13 than most people have in a lifetime, that little bitch. <laughs>
0: I mean, I...
1: And she stole my look. Curls, <laughs> dimples, and all.
0: Ugh, that asshole. I, uh, I actually mm-hmm. just have never been able to handle the fact that she can't sing a note but they make her sing in every single film if she would have just spoken and tap danced it would have been I mean if she'd have acted and tap danced it would have been great
1: <laughs> yeah it would have been like a tiny Rex Harrison if Rex Harrison could yeah, dance <laughs> But
0: uh, nope can't sing a note but they made her sing every time and I hate that I hate it so much yeah anyway
1: <laughs> no signs of intelligent life forms vegetation and animal life only
0: what happened to all the people Or disease. Disease? (laughs) A dissatisfied customer?
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting to be pretty snarky as a group, and I really like it.
1: Oh, yeah. They're just It's the sassiest chain of command. Can someone just give me a goddamn answer? I don't need all the sarcasm and quips. It, w- it was fun, but now it's becoming very tiresome.
0: Relinquishing command, Captain.
1: As you were, Lieutenant. Sir. Mr. LaForge, when I left this ship, it was in one piece. I would appreciate your returning it to me in the same condition. <laughs>
0: Woo! Whoop!
1: (laughs) That's Picard!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who sent you here to look for me?
1: Your mother. She's worried about (laughs) you. So
0: snarky. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just the Uh, best.
1: I just kind of can see him like looking down at his uniform like, Oh, I don't know. Your mom? Jeez. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the citizens of Minos gained fame during the Ursula Wars Ursula That's a fun word As arms merchants, they manufactured sophisticated and highly advanced weaponry
1: Yeah? For which side?
0: Both. <laughs> Whoop as- <laughs> At your service, Captain As he jumps down the hole <laughs> right uh oh dan i just there are so many good ones in this episode it was just it was very pithy and i liked it a lot it was a, it was a yeah. good one i mean i i guess i'm just really curious what would you rate this
1: uh i think i would probably give this one Three and a half flying <laughs> retail scanner drones.
0: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yep. Oh, I wish this was a visual medium. I mean not today, because I feel underdressed, but um I wish I wish it was a visual medium. We have so many so much good stuff visually. It's a good time. Maybe at some point we'll go to video format, go to a YouTube channel.
1: We could start doing
0: some live Twitch (laughs) streaming. Live Twitch streaming, that's, that's something to consider.
1: Hey, I'm Rojay and this is Tomar, welcome (laughs) to our Twitch channel.
0: (laughs) Let us know what you think listeners, should we Twitch? Should we? Um, I would give it 3.75 floating retail scanner laser drone guns it was great I had a great time
1: it was a fun one um yeah solid well written well executed a good showing for all of the cast that matters looking at you Wesley um (laughs) And less <laughs> preachy than the next one, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to <laughs> it. Well, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, so that just leaves one last thing for me to do, and that's to wish you all to not just have a great week, but make it so.
1: Keep on trekking. Yep. weirdly enough, those that visor of his, he can't really tell if you're wearing clothes or not.
0: <laughs> Actually, he just sees through them all the time.
1: Ooh, damn, Jordy. <laughs> How have I not used Jordy as a substitute for Shorty? How have I, I not know. done that? Damn, sh- uh, Jordy looking good in that visor. Yeah. <laughs>